0: Competing teams was forced
1: to get off of home base because it was too dangerous. They said too many people are getting
2: hurt. There were ten people that were taken off site.
1: A lot of people have been talking about
3: these fires, but it was so much more than that. Podcast ninety nine. All right, podcast ninety nine. We are back again. We are on, uh, this is going to be day two, part four, and this is another installment of the Legends of Woodstock 99 series that we do. I'm Ryan Lichten. I'm here with Josh Evans and Parks Miller, and we are also joined by our good pal, Gray Holger of Contradict Sound, our tech guy. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yes. Uh, he is here today because we watched this entire set together, and it's a doozy sure is to to say the least uh so we thought it'd be nice to to have some help on with this one but um you know the other legends that we've had, you know, episodes on and that we're going to have, they we consider them to be legends because of just the sheer insanity of their sets in regards to the, you know, the audience size and their participation or how important their set is in the Woodstock 99 narrative that the mainstream media presented, you know, where, where they kind of sit as a fixture in the, the tale of Woodstock 99. This one is a little different. This is uh, a legendary set because it is an absolute disaster
2: it's an outlier and anomaly in the matrix (laughs) this this is like this is you'd have to be digging the way we do this this crazy research thing we do you no one's ever talked about this i've never heard anyone talk about
4: in fact you you mentioned earlier that wyclef what tweeted this performance recently yeah uh yeah. No, yeah, to him there it's was, it's, it's not
3: bad. Oh, and uh that was the right. giveaway. Uh yes, the this set is the Y Clef, the Y Clef Jean set. Y Clef Jean and the refugee all oh we had- <laughs> Yeah, no, we didn't we didn't we didn't drop who who it was, but they but they're shitty is. introduction. It, it is it is Y Clef. Um uh, the legendary producer. Um it's this is not like the Kid Rock set where we are like, wow, it was so good. Actually, guys, really, we're Dude, not this kidding. This is a
4: thirty-five minute head scratcher.
3: It's a meltdown. It's amazing that right. he had a career after this, and even more amazing that Wyclef Jean literally, yeah, like shared a video of of the set the other day, being like, "Oh, Woodstock '99, like legendary set." Like, well, I was <laughs> Played
5: gigs like this, I would not show anybody video evidence yeah
3: no. <laughs> it's it's I've, bad
2: yeah i've i've played a gig like really early on where i felt like that's what it sounded yeah. like to people and i have just just tried to like never talk about it ever again <laughs> no um, this but is y- different, y- yeah. t- march of 2018 tweeted a video from this performance uh it was right before south by southwest like hey i'm trying to get this vibe back so again <laughs> just adds <to> the, like. <laughs> Total bafflement of the whole thing, but it was also like a huge, like I don't know, puzzle piece and like or like stepping stone. Like, okay, wow, we just discovered this. Yeah, like another big, big part of like why we wanted to like do the podcast in the first place.
3: Oh, com- completely. Yeah, the first time you see it, it's um, it is mind blowing. You know what I mean? Because your first instinct yeah. when watching Woodstock '99 set like, okay, I'm gonna watch Limp Bizkit first, and then you're like, okay, like Offspring. You know what I mean? You hit the the heavies. But no one really remembers why Clef playing Planger talks about it. Um, but it is most definitely worth talking about. It's also the yeah, shortest I, set of the entire festival. It's
2: really short. Yeah, it's 35-ish minutes. I So, again, I watched this set with my friend Jace, who we mentioned in the Kid Rock episode. And, uh, you know, I know everyone here at Podcast 99 loves to watch it. But I, I tried to show uh, my roommate and a friend of mine it. And it was the longest 35 minutes I've ever had, because I was like... It wasn't landing? I was like, at, yeah, I just at any moment, I was just expecting them to be like, why the fuck did you make us watch this? And I just, like, started sweating, you know, a little, just like, God... Why aren't you laughing? This, this really is really, really bad. They didn't laugh at it? Uh, no, they they did. Um, it's just that it's, it's everything that I guess... It, it represents so much of, like, how deep... Uh, We've gone into this where there there are like these really great moments I think anyone can laugh at, but then there's also these kind of really weird, subtle moments that I think only someone who is part of a Woodstock '99 podcast would give a shit about. There's certainly nuance Um, there. Yeah, right there. It's I mean, and it and honestly, I mean, there's like this. Okay, we'll just go ahead and say it. He does a Star Spangled Banner. It's his tribute to Jimi Hendrix that's our big reveal we're going to get into detail <laughs> the all big about reveal. it um, yeah. but but the whole set is crazy and so anyone anyone should watch the like two and a half minute star Swingle banner thing but the entire set is so crazy but there are moments like there's like little like five minute moments that seem to last for an eternity
3: yeah it it really does but for the folks that don't know give us like why clef in a nutshell like why is he woodstock 99 big and why right, is he okay. playing at like a peak moment because his set uh is like about 2 30 ish in the afternoon is when that's slated to start uh because of how sloppy the set is i'm gonna say they probably didn't start till three i think that's a safe bet and maybe that's why their set was so short i don't know but i can't imagine them yeah, starting. maybe that's time. why but w- what right. what did why clef Jean okay. do could that
4: have gone any longer okay.
2: <laughs> I I don't yeah see I yeah that is another thing where I'm just like I'm wondering if he was so unorganized and late because he does seem to wrap it up really nicely like it was sort of how he wanted it and it's uh I can't tell if he was late or if he just like just <laughs> that was the plan all along I guess but yeah okay why clef john I mean a lot of people still know this guy I mean he was in you know the Fujies, like Super duper huge, you know, hip hop R and B act in the nineties. Yeah, major. And One Lauren of the Hill in there. Yeah, um, they and they they grew. Up, so I was reading about them. They grew up like well, wyclef was born in Haiti. He moved to Brooklyn uh, when he was a kid with his family, and he met the other members of the Fugees in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Um, Proz and Lauren Hill. Everyone knows Lauryn Hill. I mean, really, all three of these people are like pretty famous and they got together. They made they only made two albums um, and their second album, The Score, is just like a huge success. It won Grammys, uh, yeah, Six amazing. Times Platinum number. And, and, and it's honestly like really like it's a it's there's some great songs on there. There's Ready or Not, Killing Me Softly. Uh, there's their kind of cover of No Woman, No No, Woman, no Cry.
4: And actually, the song, all those, the title track, The Score. Lauren Hill has like the best verse. Like, yeah, I mean she's she cr- incredible. She crushes it. Um and and they did
2: and one thing they did which is a foreshadowing for this set is so all of their big hits like do have like really strong like obvious elements interpolations of other hit songs. So they're they're big on covers. They're kind of like that thing in the hip hop where it's like you're covering like an old, you know, 60s or 70s song but you're putting like a rap beat over right, it and then you're yeah. like you're putting a spin on it. And that was a big thing and they were really a big part of sort of like taking a much more, I would say, like organic instrumentation approach to hip hop, which, you know, nowadays you call it like woke. But like back then, it was kind of like conscious lyrics. Right. It's yeah, like exactly. Not not about like materialism or like pimping and stuff. And so like, you know, about like kind of more way more thought provoking things. So it, there were so many reasons why it just hit on like so many levels of kind of like this breath of fresh air. Type of like, wow, like they're like they people really feel like, oh, they're speaking something, you know, they're saying something they're like that's how I really feel. and so it, it really did kind of relate to people in a very I would I would say like a, a very personal way yeah it's um, not but, it's, yeah,
3: it's not your uh your average 90s rap group, you right. know what I mean it it was definitely and, and, way bigger, way more involved than that, but he was the and, producer of the group right right
2: he produced it. and it, and uh, Fujis had played at Woodstock. Uh, you know potentially could have been Might like have been one different of the best, story for sure. best performances but what happened is for all of these like kind of like sort of spiritual and like the things they're saying on the record the success of the score uh led to all three of them having humongous egos uh most infamously Lauren Hill you know there's you can look into kind of how like she hasn't really like had a whole lot of a career she still plays shows and stuff but she's like just kind of like notoriously like very difficult to work with. And I think that the big ego thing applied to all of them. And so after the this album, they all immediately had solo ventures. Uh Praz, who definitely you hear about the last the least, he um he did Ghetto Superstar. That was like his big hit. So he had a big hit, you know, Lauren Hill had big stuff. And Yclef <laughs> released a solo album in '97 called Wyclef Jean Presents the Carnival. And this album also I I really went in there and some, reason, some <laughs> yeah, stuff dude. I didn't I didn't want to do. Um so he made this album in '97 that it kind of like has the, the production style that he had done of like implementing organic instrumentation with you know drum machines. Um but basically the concept is supposed to be this eclectic mix of styles, which a a pretty big like 90s word would be world music. Yep. Check. So, and but the thing is is that honestly And like, I don't know, maybe I should have listened to the album before I watched the set. But like, it's 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 a pretty boring album. And it's not it's just like meandering. Like you can you can either be like a guy with like a big vision and it's like ambitious or it can just be kind of like this is going nowhere. And honestly, I feel like that's kind of where he was. But he had a a, again, he had the Fugees and then he had a really big hit on that album called Gone Till November, um, which he plays at the set. So he had a really big hit. He's so even though and at, at this point, the Fuji's had not like broken up or anything. So they're just all like very much in the public consciousness. He also did a song with Bono called New Day, which I love. Oh, and they would be like the two worst guys it, to hang yeah, out with. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Yeah. Um, and so basically, it's just like, even though that was 97, it may it, it would make sense that Wycliffe Jean would get a slot and it's in the afternoon. So it's not like even though he hadn't had a hit in, like, a couple years, it's still, he was like, big enough. it does, it makes, he's big enough, in the, but, I mean, it does kind of seem like he was, like, it, I don't know, it seems like he kind of put a band together, like, that weekend, <laughs> but Dude. I can't really tell. I was going to say, there's
3: a lot of things you said about him and, like, just his career that completely reflect in, in the set. Like, okay, yeah, his album, really big uh, vision, but, like, very little payoff. You know, doesn't really go anywhere. Huge ego and uh, control freak. I'm sure, as a from the producer's standpoint, he might have been the worst. You know, uh, with mm-hmm. that and all of that shit comes through in the set so hard because he does right. have a full band. It's a it's a minimal minimal band. You know, minimal setup. It's just drums. Uh, uh, there's a drummer. There's a DJ, a piano player, a backup singer, and a bassist, and then him. Right. And mm-hmm. they're all dressed like. I mean, he's like a huge act you know what i mean like but they're all dressed like they're at rehearsal you know what i mean right. uh it's like everyone's just mixed mashed and just whatever you know no yeah, one's like uh, well,
4: I claude jean had like the same outfit like a frat boy would wear when he's playing xbox at home he's
3: wearing a woodstock 99 t-shirt he's got new it's like on. a tie-dye, tie-dye it, shirt. i mean it's yeah some like jogging it seems
2: like pants i mean it seems like he like showed up and then was like Whoa! I'm at Woodstock. Like, Can and I just saw play? some merch guy like <laughs> selling. It, and he was like, "Hey, I'm Wyclef. Like, I'm playing. Like, give me that shirt." And then it's just like this, like tie dye shirt. Robbing someone of a shirt. I
5: agree with this late theory. I he he looks like he showed up late.
3: Yeah, <laughs> they all do. Uh-huh. Yeah. God. Yeah. No. It's and and they play like no one knows what the fuck is happening throughout this entire right. set. He, one thing that we're right. going to keep calling back to are these moments where he's just like, all right, guys, play this, and DJ, do that. And then like they'll start, and he's like, wait, no, 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 kick this. And then like it just totally changes. It's all on the fly. It all comes off that way. There's sound problems. It's got it all. Uh, it's yeah. It's got it all. But it starts with um, a voice over the PA saying, I want to introduce you to my little brother, so you assume that this is why Clef talking. And a guy comes out and starts shredding the right. piano. And-
2: and 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 that's Wyclef's voice. Right. So like Wyclef, you can already—he's already scheming some like Wizard of Oz shit where he's like, "I'm gonna like have the <laughs> mic ready, but I'm not gonna be on stage." So he introduces <laughs> M- Melky Sadek, which is uh, a combination of th- those are two names of of uh, younger siblings—a younger brother and a younger sister. Uh, and oh. They, yeah. So um, oh, I can't remember which. Which is which right now? But the uh, brother is the
3: is the girl because yeah. she comes out okay. next. Milk. Yeah,
2: yeah, and so um the the guy is just like playing the piano, and it's just that like plinky like like I don't know if you guys have ever just like taken like an electronic piano when you, right when you turn it on and kind of the first if <laughs> you just like immediately turn it on it's just like clink 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 like really <laughs> just like sh- it, it sounds like he just like turned on the piano and started playing and then he does sister, cut it up a little bit though he's got
3: some sweet rolls going once it gets going I, but it's just weird it, you know? he has chops <laughs> but got, it, those those say
5: sweet rolls. <laughs> it's not as sweet chops, but it's just like he's got a he's got a right to left swipe and that's about it <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> right. you need. no yeah there's not a lot of like th- there is no clear intention as to like all right why is this guy like shredding classical music over a hip-hop beat you know what i mean like and, like, again, like, I don't know. I know that is a big fan of Nas. And I know that Nas actually used a classical piece in, like, his song, I Can. So, like, maybe it was like, oh, you know how Nas, like, used the classical song? Like, let's do the same thing. <laughs> oh, but, again, it's like, it seems like all these ideas that could be good, but that were executed, like, at their lowest form. Well, so and this guy's just comes back, too, because yeah. he copies...
3: There's like a lot of things like where you could tell he's like calling back like, oh, like that was sick when they did it. Like, I'll do that in my set. That was sick mm-hmm. when they did it. Right. I'll do that in my set. And right. it's just like you can't sample a performance, dude. <laughs> like You know right. what I mean? Like you can't sample real life and into your yeah. shit and like make it an attract. Like it's weird. right um,
2: So but you have so you have again with Kid Rock with James Brown, you have this intro thing where you have you have people <laughs> not the main talent playing the stuff without and it's supposed to be hyping people but this is like by far I mean this blows James Brown's like crazy wife out of the water because this is so awkward it makes yeah no sense. they're
3: playing like this jam trying to get everyone hyped and they're singing about Woodstock uh, again right. Wyclef's not on the stage and the singer lets out mm-hmm. this insane vocal styling roar. Uh, that it's yeah a roar, a, a roar. Yeah. all right well here, yeah th- this is what it is <laughs> Yeah, that's like yeah. it's it's really intense. I, I want to hear wow. it again. I want to hear it again. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's that's <powerful>. enough. <laughs> it's, I, well, it's, and I it's think even clef was like, okay, like I better get the fuck out there, <laughs> like,
2: right? Because that's that, because well. surely after you can you can hear him go, "It's time, it's time," <laughs> and like and everyone has to stop, kind of right. And then they play. They I guess Clef has a song called Raw. Maybe or I don't know. Well, Maybe just, they just start uh, yeah, saying
4: they just, Raw. Uh, I think it was but just they start, like the dirty thing. Yeah, he was like,
3: yeah, they dirty bastard start playing rap.
2: Shimmy Shimmy Yaw on piano and you know it's got that famous piano line and you know the line is Ooh Baby, I like it, raw. And it's it is very unclear as to whether they're just riffing on this old Dirty Bastard song I think or that's if that's what is. What it is. I, I think, I think they're, they're just riffing has dude. a song called Raw. I have in my notes he has a song called Raw, but if that's I it, dude, that is fucked. He could. He could because he does play other bits of his songs for like 30 seconds at a time. So you're just not sure.
3: Right. Um, yeah. And he does like, yeah. He, and he shouts them out like every fucking time. But every single time he like wants to do like, oh, let's play this. Let's play that. Throw on that. It's always like spur of the moment. And the band just has to scramble. Yeah. Well, they did. They did right. another, a, they did another oh, one bites the dust. What do different got?
4: times.
5: Uh, just a little info since I have some time over here. Milky Sadek. On their 1999 CD, Sister and Brother, have a song called Raw. So they're just playing their song before Mike oh. oh. even comes out. See, I knew
2: there was something like that. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, again, it's like, it's one of those moments where if you're ever at a concert and you see people like kind of combining two songs in a clever way, you're like, oh, that was, that was really cool. But again, <laughs> it's not the not, case. <laughs> not This ain't it. This ain't it.
3: I, and I feel like, I mean... Okay, the only act that's kind of close to the setup, well, okay, there is Everlast, which has a kind of similar stage uh, setup, but the Roots, you know what I mean, where it's like this stripped down, mm-hmm. like we're playing actual instruments, like hip hop right. stuff. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe he saw that. He's like, no, we'll just do like a Roots thing, but it's like they like fucking rehearsed that, and those are like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean.
2: You, you can tell the re- the Roots practice everything they did.
3: Yeah, it's it, it and- it's doesn't come across like that shit at all. But finally. He walks out on stage and he's singing like a kind of like reggae ballad esque thing, all a cappella. I think it's
2: I think it's is it no woman, no cry? Cause that was a big Fuji's hit.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, and, yes. And then uh and, when he gets up there, it just, you know, they drop into another thing. But there's like a major sound flub like right away. Like the second that all the music and shit comes in, everything's offbeat. The sound, nothing was was ready to go, right. and it's because no one knew what the fuck was going on. Because he like, right. made them play for eleven minutes and then walks out. Eleven well, bef- minutes before into before a thirty-five come, minute set. Before right. he comes and, out, and, he's
5: and, at, he's telling the DJ to what, mix it up. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's saying like like it, it over and, and over again because the DJ sounds like he, you can't hear him doing anything.
3: <laughs> mix it up,
4: right? Yeah, and he's like, and, yeah, and like dude, you, It's like, funny because I feel like that's like the same experience in the studio with him. Like the <laughs> like the the entire <laughs> yeah. experience on stage is like he would thought he was just in like a simulated studio. and it looked like a live. Woodstock audience <laughs> yeah. just in front of like a couple of people. He's like, let's just jam people. some songs. Yeah, exactly. We'll but work yeah, it out. If you yell at your DJ in
2: 1999, he's got to like skim through like a couple hundred <laughs> records to like do what you're saying. So-, so I mean, the DJ is doing a great job uh, given his position, you know.
3: Right. And so <laughs> the, but again, that song like segment lasts like two seconds you know, when the pay-per-view camera pans towards the crowd you see a lot a lot of shoulder titties no one's really groping though and no one's really jamming out that hard either uh because it's mostly just like kind of like what the fuck is happening kind of a thing almost like they're waiting for it to start but at certain points you know people are dancing and hooping and hollering but um of course he has to stop the fucking whole set at one point, because again, he's gonna keep throughout the entire set. He's gonna keep shouting out demands to the band on the fly whenever he wants. So he stops the band and he says, "I need a drum roll. I need a drum roll now." And uh, well, th- th- just listen to the desperation in his voice.
1: I just don't care. Let me get a drum roll, man. Give me a drum roll, man. We gotta get this thing started. High power energy. Get staying alive ready. The record is skipping, but.
3: right after that drum roll finishes he does a triple back handspring on on the right. stage with no so, warning so this is a no a, a warning
2: game. We, <laughs> we we implore you to watch this because there yeah you have to see him just do a flip where it's like i mean it's cool and like i'm not going to front like i can't do a, a triple back handspring Fuck no. but but still it's just one of those things where it's like that's kind of cool but is that like that's not enough. If uh, you, if count, you, you
5: could do it, would you do it on stage
2: at right. any given like, opportunity? If I was fucking bombing, like, if, I, if I could juggle like five bottles at once, should I just do that? Like, when I've, you know, Third like did, uh, get
3: me.
4: HR from Bad Brains, he did some backflips. I feel like
3: that's so different. Like, we're gonna
2: have to we're gonna have to have a, a backflip review committee now because I have to see <laughs> what his backflips are like.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, he does. He does. And then he. This is another thing that's going to happen consistently throughout the set. Keep in mind, though, when we say throughout the set, it seems like oh man, he's going to do that for like an hour. No, he does that for like twenty minutes. Like he, he's only been on stage yeah. maybe five or six minutes now. Fucked up ten songs already. Did a back handspring, and there's only like twenty minutes left to go because he didn't even show up for the first eleven. Right.
2: There's um. So he but, had a song. Oh, actually, on he does play a song from his album. Is so um called "We Just Trying to Stay Alive," and it is a sample of "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees. Bee Gees, Fugees. oh okay, because yeah, they you do drop that
3: for a second, right?
2: So yeah. you, so you hear, but again, I, I. <laughs> Doing the research almost made it a little too enlightening, where it's like if you don't know,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly
2: song, sample like you're just like, we're just trying to stay alive and then he plays it 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 It's almost better the first time when I had no idea that that actually was a song he had,
3: right, um, yeah, because it is a guessing game. If you don't know his music, you really are just trying to figure out what actually uh, he does because it's not like
2: oh. <laughs> it's not like. Because, and and the thing is, is that like his, his song, like trying to stay alive was like a a hit. It charted, I'm assuming it was at least three minutes long. It's like, he could have at least (laughs) just like played it for three minutes and been like, this is the song that you guys heard on the radio. But instead it's like, he plays it for just some undisclosed amount of time. And then, yeah, just, it doesn't make sense. Exactly. It doesn't
3: make sense. The entire thing doesn't. It it makes a legendary amount of no sense, which is why they're, we're doing the legends episode. He's trolling. On I'm it. telling you. You think? Yeah, Josh thinks it's an inside job, and he knew exactly what he was doing. I I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he did. Yeah, then I don't know. It's like Kaufman esque. It's like Andy Kaufman level of like genius and like sly. But uh, after he does that staying alive bit. He asks for his guitar, and the guitar becomes a major focal point of the set. There's a lot we have to say about his guitar that he requests. And he has a lot to say, too, because he, in between every single fraction of a song, he requests it to be louder.
1: Get my guitar louder. My guitar is still too low. I am in Woodstock. I want my shit louder.
3: He's going to say that a million times. It, and I, so many. I don't know what he was thinking though. Like, no dude, like, don't worry. Metallica well, is playing. Like we know loud guitar. We got it. You don't need that for what you're going to do.
2: We all know what's coming. You know what I mean? But, well, I think he's trying to, he's trying to be Woodstock about it because he gives this little speech about how they did it back then.
3: Oh yeah. He gives a, well, he, yeah, he gives a, a speech about how, yeah, he was watching the old stock and, uh, Well, let's just play that. That, That's too good.
1: We just want to get Woodstock right because we come from the ghetto. And I remember being young and watching Old Stock on Woodstock on television. And this is how these motherfuckers used to rock, y'all niggas. One for the money, two for the show. Three to get ready, set, four to go. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: okay dude that, that's so
3: much but honestly that's like you could tell that's one of the only things that they actually fucking rehearsed possibly for that because
2: well because he had to play the guitar with the band and, and the guitar so by the way like, still
3: has a, a brand new like you just bought the guitar it has the sticker on right. the pick well, well that's on right. what took him so long sticker. to get onto the
4: stage is he was um, unpacking the guitar from it <laughs> filling box. out the warranty he guitar paper guitar center in rome new york yeah
2: <laughs> no it's crazy because so. I mean, the whole like. I mean, he's playing like rock, like rock and roll, like rockabilly really from like the fifties.
3: Yeah, that's how it was like, at the original Woodstock, now, man. Now, now, to be like a fair.
2: To be fair, in the original Woodstock '69, there was the revival band Sha Na Na that did play rock and roll, like rockabilly, sock hop music. But that was like they were like the novelty of the festival. No, do you
4: remember when we? So like, it, you remember that time we went to that rap show and like there was there was a couple of those shows that we went to. Oh, we went to Ghostface Killah, and they were they the DJ played Nirvana. It smells like Teen Spirit, yeah. And but it was yeah. like like kind of a slide disc because it was South by Southwest. Right, was just it a, was
2: a head scratcher, but
3: so that's, I feel like I, he was yeah, fucking so, with them. I don't I think he thought I mean, that like that literally was the music that he's like oh what year was it They're like well the original Woodstock was in 1969 he's like okay yeah like I know that rock and roll think he's just and stupid like, I,
2: I just I don't know man all right but I'm you know what I maybe it, it's so baffling I will have to give some credence to Josh's theory because it makes no sense like Elvis didn't play Woodstock you know now that Chuck so Berry like, but
3: Buck Cherry sure did but but you know what else though uh spoiler on on day three brian setzer orchestra plays and that's like part of the huge 90s like swing revival so Wycliffe might have been like hey you know that's that's pretty hot right now that kind of retro throwback, you know so dude if by the end of this if we discover that he's a genius i will fucking kill Uh, myself
2: (laughs) yeah again i mean who knows but that yeah this that whole segment and then of course just like Again, one of many performers to just like, wow, titties, you know, like just commenting and he's not rhyming or anything. He's just like, no, it's great. Making up lyrics about the the breasts, the boobs he sees in the crowd. He, he
3: couldn't help it. But uh,
2: it's, a <laughs> it's a big moment.
3: Yeah. They were distracting. He, he's literally like, oh, my God. Like, that was like he was just <laughs> literally singing his, his surprise reaction. But uh, <laughs> yeah. then he has like a kind of announcement that like specifically addressed to the pay-per-view crowd at home. Uh, spoiler, it involves marijuana smoking.
1: I got something to say. We live on pay-per-view. I want to tell pay-per-view something. I want to tell pay-per-view something. It's okay to smoke marijuana.
2: So so the thing is, is that unfortunately, the crowd tactic of just yelling, who here smokes weed and like getting a great response that hasn't died down at all. Yeah, that's, no. Yeah. That's a
4: still a guaranteed winner in 2019. <laughs> yeah. We get the same thing from Se- uh, seven Dust coming up on day three, too. We'll talk about that. Then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get
3: it. Talking about and fucking I mean, weed. Yeah. Josie talked about fucking, you know, smoking, smoking weed. It, it's, it's it's the great. whole thing yeah yeah Everyone, <laughs> you can't deny it um but still at, at one point like right after that after playing an actual song of his that was a hit he loses control of the whole thing and he starts telling his band to Play a few different songs like all the same time. He tells the DJ to get a record ready, and he tells the band to to start playing. Uh, it's a uh, can I can, can I kick, kick it, it, it by tribe called up. Quest? Wait, no, he
4: says he says play that tribe called Quest beat, and then the bass player starts playing the Lou Reed bass line. Yeah, that it samples,
3: and he's like, keep it soft, and he he treats. It doesn't go anywhere. Well, no, he he uh, it's a mess. He, he does it's freestyle over it, which is worth taking a quick listen to. Oh really yeah, quick. yeah.
1: Yo, fix my guitar, it's still not loud enough. Let's reminisce off of some Fuji shit. Can we do that? Yo, give me the Fuji's highest energy record. Watch the wind. While y'all doing that, I want everybody, for a second, to listen to what I'ma tell y'all. Play a little beat. Give me the Tribe Called Quest. Can I kick it? Real low. I want everybody attention for a second. If you not prejudiced, let me hear you make some noise. If you ain't prejudiced, let me hear you make some noise. If you ain't prejudiced, let me hear you make some. Check it out. Yo, if you not prejudiced, why Cleft is not gonna vanish? Let me bust a freestyle for y'all in Spanish. Mira, amiga, buenos días, señorita. ¿Cómo está usted y su familia? Live in Woodstock, you can't see what I see Some heard Fuji's like the film, thought I was Japanese Ichi ni chi go no go shichi hachi She looked at me, I said, I'm not Japanese Hey, police stop me, said, it's no press I'm going to Woodstock, I heard the girls are showing their breasts I gotta make this show one time Beating my clique on a freaking one time if you roll skateboards or you freaking hockey this is what I'm representing, a freestyle if you are ready to rock with the refugees let me hear you make some noise
4: yeah. honestly this might be the best part of the set you think that's the
3: best it it is i'm going to say it's up there in <laughs> top 3 highlights for sure uh it's fully
2: loaded dude Like, there's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) Again, yeah, I mean, just the like, dude, (laughs) who thought he was Japanese? He he, like,
3: can he 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 just chill for one goddamn second with the band and get them like, let them fucking actually do like a song? (laughs) Like, oh my god, he prefaces that with like six different instructions, then just starts rapping, and his rap delivery style while
4: they're doing that.
3: Yeah, well, you guys are doing that. I'll be like, he's like fucking Mr. Rogers. It's ridiculous. Uh, or like a magician. All right, well, he's getting those cards shuffled. I'm going to come over here and do a little freestyle right. for you. <laughs> but uh, I, he fucking delivers it like uh, your drunk friend at the bar, like when they're playing like a Dr. Dre song or like a throwback. And he's like in your ear, like, I'm fucking rapping in your face right now. And you're just like, oh, dude, not here. <laughs> which easily could be me or parks at any given time i was gonna say i I am i am
2: guilty of doing uh wyclef-esque freestyles so this this does hit a little home but i would i still i'm just i just want to know who thought wyclef john was japanese yeah
5: can you can when you do
2: your freestyles can you do them in spanish japanese and
3: english Yeah, yeah, can you say hello, how are you, um, to a woman in Spanish uh, and then count to four in Japanese? <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: Ichi-nisan. But then but the one is line that really I know. Yeah. The one line that really connects is he's just like, I went to Woodstock, like I heard there was gonna be some breasts. And then like, <laughs> like Yeah. It's just like <laughs> Dude, you he heard that too. It must
3: be true, dog. Like the like yeah. the two guys that haven't seen any boobs somehow. <laughs> like, There's that, no yeah. one there
4: on this day that hasn't seen boobs. Yeah, if you've
3: made it halfway into to day two, you've you've seen some boobs. That'd That's... be like
4: a good like super bad style movie where two kids, three kids, go to Woodstock '99 and they don't see boobs the whole time. <laughs> oh my
3: god, they keep missing them.
4: Like the an, the anti titty <laughs> comedy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh my god, it's like a horror movie.
2: But, but y'all, we haven't even gotten to like the the iconic moment
3: well okay yes um, but, but there's how still could one you
2: other little moment before yes exactly he yeah. plays uh another, when the bass player plays another one bites the dust <laughs> right which is which, another just which, like
3: let's play this song right they now did that
2: twice again i think that like he might have he pro- let's just go ahead and assume he had a song that sampled another one bites the dust And he was <laughs> I think that's maybe he was trying to get there he was going to try and play that song but he didn't But there's a a drum and bass solo, too. And it's, again, one of those things where it's like, all right, I get it. You guys, like, practice your instruments a lot, but that doesn't make for, like, good music or an entertaining show.
3: Well, he saw everyone else do it. I'm telling you, there's so many things that he grabs... From, like, that he grabbed from other people's he's a sets and, and shit that day. No, he's just sampling it. I think he's truly just That's sampling right. reality.
2: <laughs> but, uh, I think he's just, yeah, he's crossed the line with so, same. So they're
3: playing uh, Another One Bites the Dust, and he's like kind of singing it like super half acidly, and he makes like a, a request for a pick, uh, which we're going to oh, check yeah. out really quick. Another One Bites the Dust.
2: let me get a pick
3: yeah let me get a pick first of all (laughs) I couldn't even be bothered first of all and then also uh, just like we, we haven't really given too much time to the other guys in, in the band because Clef is, like, really running the show here uh, and, and holding the attention, uh, for for better or worse. Well, and no but, one is up for best dressed. No, exactly. I told you, they're all dressed for, like, rehearsal. The backup singer, she looks all right. She's dressed for a summer performance.
5: But, like, everyone else is just, like... Ooh, our, our, our later edition that hasn't come out on stage yet is... Uh, is... <laughs> Up for a strangest dress?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: uh, which could put her in for best. Yeah. Th- there's gonna be another uh, artist that get- artist is that the right word uh, <laughs> that that gets brought out later.
5: <laughs> this uh this drummer Down. though in the he's got a sleeveless. It looks like Terry Crews with dreads, <laughs> and he's got this sleeveless Nike top on like dark blue, and he's just this big chain with a giant onk on it. It's. <laughs> Yeah. It's super goth. It's,
3: been, dude, it's powerful. It's so powerful <laughs> <right laughs> the Nike switch. It's just the duality of man. It's, it's... <laughs> okay. I'm gonna put him in best dressed. I, I think I think you just. I, I think you talked. To, yeah, you talked me into it. So. This though leads us to the most important part of the entire set. The thing that we've been talking about throughout. We're very excited. This is going to be a really long fucking sample, guys. Uh we've been this one's really sample heavy because just you can this is one of those sets. It's rare at Woodstock 99 where if you were just to listen to it, you could tell how fucked everything right. was. You know what so I mean? So
2: before we b- before we play it, we'll, we won't do too much commentary because I know we'll have a bunch of bullshit to say after. But he decides, in fashion of his tribute to Woodstock '69, that he should play the Star Spangled Banner just like Jimi Hendrix did in the, Jimmy the Hendrix, second time one of the. Yeah. Most, He's mentioned Jimi Hendrix in this set. Yeah, that's know, true. One yeah. of like the most unarguably like universally like renowned guitar players there's ever fucking been. And Wycliffe John, who just bought his guitar like on the way to the show, (laughs) is about to play this thing, you know, like this icon. I mean, it's like I loved Jimi Hendrix when I was in high school, like and I honestly still do like he's great. And whether or not you still love him or not, like most people I know had some moment of like, yeah, I like Jimi Jimi Hendrix is cool, man. Yeah, he's cool. But like. Did yeah. people have that moment of like, yeah, Wyclef Jean's a good guitar player. Let's find out because <laughs> that, yeah, he that's did. what he's about to do. Jean had yeah. the
3: moment that Wyclef Jean was a great right. guitar player.
2: <laughs> right. Somehow. So again, it's just the audio. The video is just as entertaining, but we're going to do a special yeah, thing dude, here. Yeah, he right. has he 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 all over we're it. Gonna, we're going to play the whole star spangled
3: the whole thing there it's it's fully loaded um and <laughs> you know how i've been mentioning that he has been trying to like sample experiences uh, in reality uh he does that with the per- like from the person that literally just played on the same stage as him does something that he did that was like really fucking noticeable uh we'll talk about it after we put you through this
1: this is for my man jimmy hendrix turn up the guitar at this time you are free to throw your plastic bottles when i start this record hold on you are free to smoke your weed when i drop this record turn my guitar up loud 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 how many of y'all there love nas escobar makes some noise
4: All right, so before we start tearing this this shit apart, uh, (laughs) uh, I remember in I remember in a previous episode we you you mentioned something and we we were were the Kid Rock and Kid Rock, yeah, we were talking about uh the biggest bitch job award, yeah, right. So so up until
2: uh, just in our last episode, the biggest bitch job award was the guy who had to take Kid Rock's uh, floor length uh, white pimp coat,
4: yeah, but. But in if you can spot any more, yeah, let us know. But I think that this guy definitely in the ranks.
3: Yeah. So why Cleft, there's a guy, and he's it's very obvious that this guy's about to do something. He's right? Like,
4: in, like he's shaking. Like yeah. He's, there,
3: there's a tall dude, long dreads. He's got like a yellow shirt on. He's just like standing by the drum stage during like that whole Jimi Hendrix. So first of all, fucking copying Kid Rock like a motherfucker. Throw your bottles up here. The guy just did that, and I don't know if, what's more surprising: the fact that the dude that played right after Kid Rock rip that off and did the same thing or how much trash they still had to throw. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like yeah. it, it, it's in, insanity, but this guy, so towards the end there, when you start hearing it like really crap out and he stops playing what's happening is this guy runs up with a bottle of lighter fluid. Well, why Clef still has the guitar on the strap <laughs> on his yeah. body and he's fucking squirting lighter fluid all over it. And he's going to set it on fire. They're going to do the Jimi Henricks and they're going to set the guitar on fire, but it's on his body. So then he fucking gets it off and the fire goes out. So the guy then pulls out like his secondary, uh, fire, you know, fucking fire juice. I'm just going to... It's, it. it's WD-40. WD- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, WD-40. 40. 40. Yeah, and he sprays it all over the thing and he's trying it and it's not working <laughs> so then White Clef comes out of nowhere with a record and puts a record on top of it like, right. we'll get this fire going <laughs> <But> see, <laughs> and it just totally that, smothers it.
2: It, yeah, it smothers it and, and that is so insane because it really... There's this weird thing where when you watch... When I watch stuff from when I was in middle <laughs> school and I'm like, well, like, like, surely... These people were smarter than me because I was like a fucking idiot middle schooler. I I'm like, that's what I could have burned down done. a fucking
3: school if I wanted right. to. I would have
2: exactly. known how to do in it. Sixth grade. Like I knew I could have lit that guitar on fire better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
3: Well, like, then he tries to smash it because that doesn't work. And he can't do that either. Probably because, you know,
2: right.
3: probably got the American made. You know, and it's uh, <laughs> yeah. just not fucking busting. And you can tell, like Gray pointed it out, that like he definitely fucking hurts his hand. Like oh, um, he, uh,
5: that uh, hand is is hurt. You can see after that he's looking at it, right? He yeah, yeah. yeah. When he walks off stage, he's like, the Fuck. "Video." You
2: <laughs> but got as as great as the audio was, the video is still infinite, re- infinitely rewarding. It's it's a, like, it's, it's
3: incredible. But uh, it's not over.
2: No, 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 it's not over. Well, because right no. after
3: that, he he runs up to the DJ and he prompts him to drop. Uh, jump around by House of Pain. Not the first yeah. time that's been done at this festival. Uh, <laughs> I think we have
2: three times, who, and, and it won't wait, be wait, the wait. last. Was this not the first? Was this not the first? Who was no, the first to Third go? base. Third base. Okay, so this is the second time. Yeah, we, we can't not count them,
3: man. Okay, I'm sorry. That
2: was that was ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. So um,
3: in the actual timeline it would only be two days, but even still we'd have trouble remembering it, I'm sure. Right.
2: But yeah, basically at this point, you can just play someone else's record entirely. <laughs> and at this point, the crowd the crowd
4: loves it.
3: Yeah. Oh. The crowd, that, that's the h- hypest moment. They're because like, oh, finally so... a song they know. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, wonder they, <laughs> I wonder if they
4: thought that that was like, the house music. Like it was over. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I,
3: like... but, but then he runs out into the crowd and he tries to stage dive. And it's not like a stage dive. He like crawls on top of the crowd kind of. And the peace patrol just grab his ankle. And he's like a dog like on a chain, like in a yard, just like trying to get tugged by people. But like his legs, like he just can only get so far doesn't work yeah. totally blows that and then he runs back on stage and uh he, he's like you know waving goodbye and shit and there's all these bottles everywhere all over the stage again i'm sure the cleanup crew was just like these sons of bitches Is this how it's gonna <laughs> be all fucking day but uh right. then he comes back and he's like I got three more minutes. <laughs> like
0: Yeah. He didn't according even... to who? Like, who, like,
3: like he thought he played is... enough and he, he came in eleven minutes late and he's trying to leave three minutes early.
0: <laughs>
5: so so, also so the thing. three it's, minutes. Just, you like what who, are you gonna, any you other know... bands like, okay, cool, we're done. We got we're done. We have three minutes left. Let's just let's just wrap it up. He decides to try to like keep it going Yeah, yeah he, he has like
2: eradicated the construct of time. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, is, he is he is he's like a wizard. Like Because that's the thing is like you can watch just the Star Spangled Banner video on YouTube or if you're really hardcore, you can watch the entire set. And if you have made it, if you have made it past Star Spangled Banner and up into jump around and still for this last three minutes, like it's an accomplishment because he's not done. He's not done doing what he does.
3: Right. Exactly. So three minutes left on the clock. He fucking says he's got a special guest. He, he and he asks if anyone in the crowd. He basically stages like he pulled someone out of the crowd. He's like to come yeah, on no, stage. Did you
4: watch? When We watched earlier when they when they run off stage after the jump around thing. You see her chase after him. Huh. And then they go back. He so. does a whole fake out thing. Like maybe she had can blackmail. He, can on anybody him. sing?
2: Can anybody <laughs> sing?
3: yeah exactly yeah he does that thing and he's like we're gonna bring out Diana this is how he brings her out this is, this is the announcement for the final three minutes of Wyclef Jean's fucking train wreck set this is how he, he introduces this special guest
1: how many of y'all heard of Janis Joplin out there make some noise this is special for Woodstock can anybody out there say Janis Joplin anybody brave enough to Come here, come here, girl. Make some noise for Diana. Are you brave enough to sing Janice Joplin? You are pay per view. You got to eat.
3: So Diana is is in the mix now. He Whiteclev has a new guitar because the other one, uh, I'm sure, honestly, it was still probably playable. Yeah, getting didn't break he can return that guitar. He's got the box backstage. Right. Yeah, yeah, the sticker still on it. He's probably just <laughs> mad pl- at it because I heard his, hurt his hand. That's Josh's <laughs> That's thing.
2: Yeah, he, <laughs> it was just a troll. He. He, did, he, he masterfully. He's like, I'm going to fuck with that crowd, like and I'm going to get the money back it. on that fucking squire. <laughs>
4: <Right>. <laughs> also, he, watch, Josh watch actually
5: me. pointed out when we were watching but, this earlier that she looks like the Marlboro man's wife. <laughs> 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 She's just dressed in white <laughs> pants, white platform right. boots, a white cowboy hat, and a red right. top.
2: <laughs> we're getting some serious James Brown Tammy vibes. Completely. <laughs> oh, if, yeah.
3: Dude, again, another
2: <laughs> moment ripped off by Wyclef from
3: another artist that played on the same stage stages him just the day before Uh, he brings up. oh i need a white lady that sings fucking janice joplin too like that was sick when james (laughs) brown did it yeah with his wife who he's toured around the world with doing it not fucking diana from backstage (laughs) jesus christ So i have
2: a i have a theory maybe so so the whole you can hear in the audio okay so first off there is like a 15 foot gap between the audience and the stage so for you to be like can anyone sing a song (laughs) and then for like Five seconds later, someone to show up that's physically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> For someone to run up Like through the infrastructure, and like, I could do it. So that's a no go already. So he's planned that, but maybe he ripped it off from James Brown. So maybe he had only planned it like 12 hours before. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Maybe? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. It was a yeah. sweet spot. And looked, he just had to he like held totally auditions
3: in the parking lot. Diana, <laughs> like, right. we know yeah. you're
5: out there. We want to hear Dian- from you. But dude, yeah. She, yeah, she
3: fucking
2: roasts them, though. <laughs> okay, so but yeah, it's because it's, it's like, but it's not like, uh, like he's talking about Janice. Jo- like, everyone has, everyone's got a last name unless you're Bono, you know? Like, you can't just go Diana.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, <know>, she. <laughs>
0: That's like, oh
3: crap, I forgot
2: to ask her for her last name.
3: Okay, but here's the thing. Diana, simply, yeah, just known as Diana, is such a fucking badass because they're they're playing this song and she's really trying. I'm not gonna say she's like super good, but she's giving it her she's all. She's terrible. And, okay, okay, yeah, it's, it's terrible, terrible. Dude. Okay, it's, it's terrible. terrible. <laughs> but I'm trying to I'm trying to build her up because fucking at one point the band like they're just playing like like they knew how to play the chorus, so they kind of just like build up the chorus and then like take it down and then build it up again and then take it back down. They don't actually it's know the song. So loose and and she stops everyone in the middle of the fucking thing and screams at them and then like addresses the crowd yeah check it out Yeah, uh, Woodstock 99 was sponsored by Budweiser, and I feel like their biggest supporter <laughs> was definitely Diana. She's dressed uh, in their colors. Dude. Yeah,
4: she might be a rap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that whole joke is really... If it's the king of down. beers,
3: she's definitely the queen of beers. <laughs> dude, why Clem fucking tried to do like a cool thing? Like bring this chick up who's just like, This is fucked up, man. Like even she said it, dude, she was She's a hero. She's like Joan of Arc of Woodstock 99. She's like the the Rosa Parks of fucking like, dude, she stood up.
4: She's real. (laughs) She kept it 100%. She
5: brings my favorite moment of this video and it's not her specifically, but uh, after this ends (laughs) and they walk off stage, (laughs) Wyclef is not happy. He
3: throws his guitar on the (laughs) ground in disgust and walks away and takes a towel like (laughs) rudely from like a guy like doesn't even look at him like this. Fucking drunk chick just punked your ass in front of everyone. (laughs) He was
5: fine. He staged off. He thought it was going great. And then she calls out the band and he just, (laughs) he's over it. It's great.
4: Y'all don't know fucking Janis Joplin though.
3: (laughs) That's like something like you would hear She's probably screamed that in a bar at someone. Y'all don't know Janis Joplin. It's fucked up. Like they're like trying to listen. Like we want to hear like Jason Aldean. She's like, you don't know Janis Joplin.
2: But again, this is also I'm I'm just rewatching. This is wild. Like she's got like a sort of puka shell necklace. <laughs> there are also like a hundred plas- empty plastic bottles on the stage. And, and like she kind of looks like Kid Rock. the <laughs> like, like same Kid Rock outfit. <laughs> yeah.
3: Dude, she's so tough. dude. Diana, she's ready for stardom. Oh, my God. Oh, we got to find her. There's no way. Diana.
5: Diana. We need you.
3: <laughs> we got Kabibi. We got, we got, we got to find Kabibi and we got to find Diana now. These are the true unspoken all stars of what's talking. Let's find,
2: let's find Y Club,
3: <laughs> Dude, what? you know what he's doing? He fucking, uh, when, when there was that awful fucking, you know, earthquake in Haiti, he did a, a re are the world revamp. Uh, you remember that with right. all the rappers and everything? And he let out that crazy fucking, like, little mermaid, like, j- like belt. Yeah, that that yeah. that's the craziest shit, uh, fucking well, ever. And but then, that's the set. <laughs> that's that's the. Well, that's and the then set.
2: you know he did get wrapped up in uh, some some fraud with uh, that whole we are Haiti thing too. He fi- there, there was fraud it. involved. Uh yeah no there was a whole thing with where like a lot of that money was just not going where it was supposed to go. I mean, which is also with Live Aid, which we could do a whole thing about that, but. A lot of the live aid money went into the hands of like African militants, um, but <laughs> just like jamming yeah. out to Queen, <laughs> right? But yeah, no, there was a whole there was a whole big thing with Wyclef's like Haiti thing that just like completely. Okay, oh, like, Gray has got it. Oh, yeah. Blew up in his face.
5: Business insider here says uh the Wycliffe's Haiti charity is now defunct after mishandling
2: sixteen million dollars <laughs> in donations <laughs> from uh, 2012. That's, that's that's quite a fumble. I mean yeah. like, whoops. Oh uh, my god, million. <laughs> for your birth country. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. oh and my then, god, and he tried dude. to but then he tried to run for president of Haiti after the whole like he Haiti seems like perfect
3: to be like the leader of like a poverty-stricken like island-based country where like he can just like go unchecked and, and do all sorts right. of crazy shit. You know what I mean? He's got all the all the makings of a uh, a perfect like terrible leader.
2: But but then Young Thug, Young Thug on his uh album Jeffrey named a song Wyclef Jean for some reason. Uh, Cuz all it's, no and it, all the all the songs a great on that song.
4: album are or, or after uh like, a hero of Young Thugs. Ah,
3: uh, uh, and, so and Wyclef came out with a song called uh, Hendrix.
4: Yeah, mm. we, I, I just found this out before we came on the- Wait, does the Hendrix air, have so. a
5: song called Young Thug?
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I wonder if Hendrix listened to Wyclef, yet. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah, so he's still, like, he's still trying to pay homage to Jimi Hendrix. Like, hope maybe this song's, like, him, like, apologizing for the solo, but I don't think so. I think he thought that he did like the, the sickest shit of the festival. I feel like if you were to ask him, he would tell you that he had the most legendary set of Woodstock 99. He right, really well, tried his, to channel those those, those those 69 vibes that we've been talking about. He, he was chasing the 69 vibes and it just fucking fell flat on its ass, dude. There was so much more 69 vibes in Kid Rock uh, in so many of the other acts that we've seen. Wyclef just misses the mark on every fucking thing that he tries in this set. It's bad.
2: It's bad. It's bad. It's bad, but it's worth watching at least the second half. Oh, well, the whole thing is, is worth watching. It's I mean, only half I mean, an hour. Whole, right. It's only half an hour. I mean, you guys can watch any TV show. Bad I mean, this does is... not mean it's not entertaining.
3: <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's 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 literally it's incredible. That's it's, why we did like, a whole episode on it. We it's had the to. drama. Yeah. Yeah, we, no, we absolutely sad. had to. So we will see you next time. Make sure you go and subscribe to our Patreon. We're going to be having a whole bunch of stuff uploaded up on there very shortly. Uh, That's patreon.com slash culture dumps. We'd like to thank uh, Gray Holger for being here with us today and for all of his technical assistance over there at Contradict Sound. If you went to, worked at, or played at Woodstock 99, we want to talk to you, especially you, Diana. So contact us at podcast99official at gmail.com or on Instagram at podcast99. I'm Ryan Lickton. Been here with Parks Miller and Josh Evans. We'll see you at Woodstock.